as the year comes to an end, it's the time where we need to really stop and reevaluate as we build our budget for next year. What really worked, what really didn't. Um, let's. I want to take today to spend some time to really focus on um, how we go about that process and uh, what really worked for us and what really didn't work for us in Whistle Realty Group this year. Cool. Yeah. And then this is going to be a fun one because this is an exercise I've always done. I know most of us realtors suck at tracking our income and expenses. Most of us just like, oh, if I have enough money in the bank to go buy dumb shit, I don't want to go buy dumb shit. That's that's most realtors' uh, money management system. And then they're like, oh, I have no money. I should probably go work. So I'll share with you kind of my, my basic strategy that I've used for years called Pump It or Dump It uh, on today's podcast. Cool. I'm Kyle Whistle with Whistle Realty Group. I want to welcome you to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group in San Diego. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you're watching this, you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the podcast, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel. You can join our referral network for all the people leaving. San Diego, you can get on our email list or join our private Facebook group where we share a lot of tips and tricks that we're working on with our team. All that is at thewhistleway.com. And you can get dialed in with our video content creation course called Media Mayor Mastermind. So let's dive into this thing, Brian. So yeah, you use a fun analogy, which it sounds like it could be not safe for work, but as you explain it, it is uh, called pump it or dump it when you evaluate the, the year's expenses. Why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so one of the things that I've done most of my career, I learned this, the name comes from a radio station. What um, station? Let's give them props. It was Z90, which Ooh. is still around. Um, yeah, but now they're like country or something. They changed. Z90 plays country? It's, it's something weird. Probably Taylor Swift. Everyone plays Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't listen to regular radio. I just listen to Spotify now, so I don't know. I think Z90's around. I think I saw a van uh-huh. driving around. 90.3? Yeah. Um, so they used to play new music. And then people could call in because, yeah, you actually called into a radio station, um, not just like went on an app. And you would tell the station like, hey, that was a, a great song, like pump it, meaning play that song more. Or you could call them and be like, that song is trash. You need to dump it. Never play it again. I want you to use some of the, the slang that you used when you were calling in on Z90 because you didn't say it's trash. You're like that one's a stinker. You should dump it. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Thank good. you for joining this week's episode of this week's podcast. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, you remember you used to call on the radio station. You try to sound cool when you would call it. <laughs> you didn't just call him like, um, yes, I'd like to uh, cast a vote to dump it. I, you know, it just didn't tickle my fancy, so you should dump it. Yeah, no, you ever want to sound cool when you called into the radio station? So I'm, I'm sure it was something just like what Brian said. Whatever. Shut up. I've never been cool. Can it carry on? Yeah. So the, this exercise that I, this is what I used to do um, previously. Uh, and at least it's a start, right? Because a lot of you that are listening, that are watching right now do nothing. You, you don't even have any clue what's happening in your business. You're just running and gunning and hopefully you don't run out of money. And then you run out of money, you magically start to work harder. Uh, so this exercise I used to do in this perfect time of year, we're sitting here in December. This is what I used to do every December is I would just take my, um, bank account cause I didn't even have a P and L back then, which you should, that's what we're going to get to spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I would just take my bank account and I would just print out all 12 months worth of statements and I would just put them up on the wall. And then I would just go through my bank statement and start looking like, 
oh shit, I didn't know I spend money on that. Like that never worked dump it. Or then I'd see something like, oh, that was, you know, there was a time period where Craigslist ads like killed it for us. Like pump that, let's do more of that. So I would just sit there and I would go line by line through my bank statements and just figure out. And I did this every December. I typically would do it. I found that the uh, week between, um, you know, Christmas and Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all that, like that last week of the year is the slowest week of the year in business. So I'd always take that week off. And this is one of the exercises I did is just go through my 12 months worth of bank statements and then just figure out, pump it or dump it. What worked, what didn't work? What do I need to do more of and pump that? And what do I need to do less of and dump that? So it's a, a very simple strategy. Another good strategy, especially if you've been in this for a long time and you have no idea what the hell's happening in your business and you're, you're just money's coming out and you just want a fresh start is just call your credit card company or call your bank account, uh, your bank and tell them like, I, I lost my card. I need a new card. And when they give you a new card, if you tell me you lost it, they're going to give you a new number. And so now magically all the stuff that you're spending money on, now they're going to all start reaching out to you and they're going to say, Hey, Brian, uh, do you, we need a new, uh, credit card for, you know, cat lovers anonymous and you're going to make a decision. Dude, it's anonymous. You're going to make a decision if you want to re up your subscription or not. So it's a good way because all these companies are going to reach out to you and be like, Hey, do you, Basically, they're saying, do you know you still, you're paying us and we want more money. So we need your credit card info. So it's another really good way just to like reset your, at least your expense side of your uh, non-existent P&L is just to cancel your credit card, cancel your debit card. And now all these subscriptions you've signed up with over the years, they're going to reach out to you and notify you that you're still paying for them. And now you have a chance to cancel. There goes Netflix, Hulu, Paramount. I just signed up for Peacock. That app is trash. It's crashed three times. Watch them one episode. The one everybody hates. I hate Paramount, and now I hate Peacock. Peacock crashed three times watching one episode. I'm upset about it. How do you really feel? Don't talk to me. Aren't all the cat videos on YouTube? What do you got to go on Peacock? I just it doesn't matter. Let's uh. So we got pump it or dump it. We understand. So that's just a like if you're just starting out, this is like square one. This is a, a baseline for you to at least do something. If you've done nothing all year, you don't have a PL, you have nothing. You at least have bank statements. Um, go through your bank statements, figure out what you're spending money on and just do a quick little pump it or dump it exercise. And so let's transition into PL, which stands for profit and loss. Yes. What is a PL? Why should you have one? And what are the important things on it? Yeah, so PL, um, like Brian said, stands for profit and loss. This is effectively all the money that you have coming into your business and all the money that you have going out or income and expenses, effectively. Um, you got to know what the hell is happening in your business. I am amazed how often people have no clue. I, I'll never forget this one where somebody was up on a, a stage at a conference and was talking about, like, yeah, I did $200,000 in commission last year from um, lead provider. Uh, X will go with. Um, you're trying to make sure there was no lead provider X. That yeah, I don't want to talk shit about anybody because um, some of these, and it, I'll be honest, some of these lead providers they they go in ebbs and flows. Some actually get really good, and some then they fall off and then they get good again. So you don't. I know one that's done to, that a couple times. You don't actually want to sabotage your relationship with any of these people because you never know. So we'll go with lead provider X. But this person's like, oh yeah, I crush it with this. I did two hundred thousand dollars in GCI last year on that. I was like wow, that, that's really good. And like, that was what was said on stage. And then I had an opportunity to connect with this person afterwards. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. What, you know, what are you spending per month with them? 20,000. Hmm. Okay. 
I didn't need to go to four years of, of college to do this math. Hold on, let me get the calculator. Let me. <laughs> 20,000 times 12 months, you spend $240,000 to bring in $200,000. And that doesn't account for any of the, the time or systems or processes or people that were involved in the conversion of those leads. Like, you're an idiot. You lost money. Like, and that's what I've learned at these and they're conferences. Like, give, me, give me a too. second. I got to make like, a phone call. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've learned at conferences is people go up there, but, oh, this is the best. Oh my gosh, kill. I made $200,000. You idiot. You lost. I don't know exactly how much because I don't know the people process and all that, but they lost even on the top line $40,000 without accounting for anything else. So um, it's, it's crazy how few people actually understand what the hell is going on in their business. So hopefully you're not that agent. And if you have been an agent, maybe this is that like turning point for you to get your shit together um, and actually run a business. Cause if you don't have a PNL, do you really have a business? I mean, maybe we don't know. <laughs> I would argue you don't because you need to have something that allows you to make educated decisions about the future of your business. And if you don't have a PL, how the hell can you make a decision of what's going on in your business? If you don't know how much you're spending, you don't know how much money that you're bringing in, you're not really running a business in my opinion. That's fair. So PNL, um, you know, the, the profit is the income, the losses is, is the expenses that are going out. Um, for realtors, there's now every business is going to be slightly different, but I'm going to give you the, the general guideline of what you're uh, strive for when you're running a real estate business, um, especially as you start to build a team and whatnot, is you want to have about 10% of your income should go towards uh, marketing. You should have about 10% that should go toward people and then 10% for overhead. So that's all the, the expenses and everything else, rent and utilities and all the other expenses. But a, a target is to have about 30% of your top line revenue go to expenses 10, 10, 10 is really the strategy. And so if you think about if you are running your own business um, and you're not on a team, your numbers might be, that might be a little bit higher. Those of you that are watching that are on a team, you're like, well, I don't have people. people. I don't spend any money for people. I don't spend any money on systems. Like there's, there's something to be said about teams. So I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna talk to those of you that are on a team. Let's see, we'll talk about, if you're thinking about running a team, and if you're on a team, um, yeah, we'll talk to those two. So yeah. if you're running a team, think about this. If, if the goal is to have about 30% of that top line revenue go towards expenses and you're trying to decide what the splits are with your agents, um, the goal running a team is typically you want to net somewhere in the 10 to 20% range. Well, if, if you're trying to net 10 to 20%, then and you have 30% is going to expenses, you need to keep at least 40, if not 50% of the GCI in order to spend 30% on expenses to retain 10% left over. So you need to have your average retained company dollar be 40% so that you can spend 30%. And if that's if you want to have a 10% margin, if you want to have a 20% margin, you need to retain 50%. But I talk to so many team leaders that are like, oh, I give my agents, you know, 75-25 split. Okay. So you're keeping 25, but to effectively run a business at 30, we're probably going to have an issue, right? E either the team leader's not making money or they're not providing the support that they should, yeah. which means you're going to get a lot of high turnover. 
Yeah. So think about that as you're structuring, like people are like, oh, what should I pay in splits? What should I pay in splits? Well, think about if that's that's the target number. And again, you could play around with it. You might want to be higher or lower, but that's a, a baseline to work off of is about 30% is going to those expenses. Make sure that your split structure is going to allow you to actually make a profit because some people are literally making it impossible to make a profit before they ever even bring in a dollar because their expenses are going to outweigh their income. Um, so therefore, you just have a loss. You have no profit. So think about that. And then the second thing is if you're on a team, realize like, oh, wait, I don't have any people cost. I don't have marketing costs or I have very, very little marketing cost. And I don't really have a whole lot of overhead, like got to pay some dues and, and some fuel and stuff like that. But it's really low. So realize when you're on a team and you're doing a deal and maybe you're on your team, your split's 50-50. Maybe it's uh, 40, 60, something like that. And you're like, Oh, that's, that's bullshit. The team leader is getting, you know, 60% and I'm only getting 40. Cool. Let's, let's look at your expenses again. How much are they? Oh wait, zero, maybe 5%. Okay. So you're netting 35. Well, your team leader, even if they're keeping 60, they're paying 30% back out and they're lucky to keep 30% of what's left. You know, most of the time teams are keeping 10 to 20%. So, um, just be aware one, if you're starting a team, your margin is going to shrink substantially and you have to be comfortable with that if you're gonna build a team. And if you're a team member, appreciate the fact that you don't have all that. That's part of why you join a team, especially if you're new and getting up and running. Do you really wanna like run a team? Or even do you wanna be solo? Cause you're gonna have a lot of these expenses if you're solo as well. Like do you wanna take on all that risk or do you wanna just join a team and have all that stuff where you know majority of it is done for you and every dollar you bring in is almost pure profit. Yeah, no, I love that. So I want to get a little bit granular here. Yeah. First, I want to get a little bit vulnerable here because a lot of the things you've been talking about this for the last 15 minutes, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't, we've made all those mistakes. So if, you, if you're in a situation where you're like, oh, well, I don't have a PL or, oh, I haven't looked into this or, oh, you know, I do, my splits are off with my team or wherever it is, um, I bet you we've made the mistake better than you have. Um, and, and it's taken years and lots of time, money, energy, effort to really tweak that. And as your team grows bigger, it, things get more complicated. You need more people. It, it, what I'm trying to say is if you're starting a team or you have a small team now, this is the time to focus on it, not wait until you all just get it later. Cause the bigger your team gets, the bigger your expenses get, the more difficult this becomes. So if you're hearing this, you don't have this yet dial it in. If your splits are messed up, start researching those because um, it's going to take time to get those mistakes flipped over. But the longer you wait, the longer it's going to take and the more painful it's going to be to fix those mistakes that you, maybe you said, hey, I, I want to be a, a team, team for the people. I'm going to give them 5% and I'm going to have 30 people on staff. And then you realize when you do your P&L, you go, I lost $300,000. This isn't so fun. Um, now that switchover is going to take longer. Yeah. The other thing I want to make sure to point out, if you're uh, listening, you're watching right now is 2022 is, was our lowest profitability year ever. And the same goes for a lot of people. Um, and a big reason for that is the first half of 2022 was so crazy that we were ramping up, you know, lead flow. We were ramping up people, systems, process, like we've ramped up expenses because I think at one point this year we had like 80 something transactions pending. So you're staffing up for that. And now all of a sudden the transactions are all gone. 
you know, we're at a fraction of that right now. I think we're running around like 40 pending, um, which is putting us in a position like we just sat down. We had our meeting like we did not have a profitable year. Like we've got to go in and we've got to trim some expenses now. And, and you don't know that you need to trim expenses unless you actually know what the hell your expenses are and what you're spending money on. But if you know, it starts to become a little easier to identify like, oh my gosh, we're spending that much on this. Let's really do a deep dive, figure out are we really making money? No, we're not. Um, and then, you know, we had a, you know, one of our lead providers, we reached out to him and let him know, hey, here's what we're seeing. You know, we can't keep doing this. And, and we worked something out to reduce our expense with that, you know, provider. There's there's likely, you know, going to be other cuts that have to be made to, to try to get our numbers in check. Um, but this was a hard year because of the first half of the year was, you know, fire. And then the second half was dumpster fire. Um, so it was just, it was a very hard year. Um, I know a lot of my other fellow team leaders, like this was not the most profitable year for virtually all of them um, because of how quickly the market shifted. You know, you staff up to prepare for the growth and then the growth literally gets cut in half. Um, so it was, a, it was a tough year. So if you're watching and you're in that position, like I'm being super honest, right? Like this was not a highly profitable year for us. And if it wasn't for you, that's, that's okay. Um, you're not alone. So I just want to share that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what we're looking into 2023. You already talked. I, I kind of want to give some examples of either things we're doing or we've thought about or we're researching in the pump it or dump it category. So dump it. We, luckily, we we built relationships with our lead providers to where it wasn't like, hey, we got to be done. Well, you you said it. Relationships. Right? Yeah. We built relationships with the providers where we understand we're in this thing together and a true you know, relationship would be us going and saying, Hey, we're not making money. And a true lead provider is like, well, we want you to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're willing to work with you. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one of the things that we were able to dump it while still maintaining the relationship while still maintaining the lead provider, but not having to pay the cost for now. Um, what are some other things that we're looking to pump it or dump it with? Um, just really analyzing how many people do we truly need. Um, I know this is like the least fun one to talk about, but you got to analyze how much staff you have, how much is everybody doing, who has capacity, and is there a way to, um, you know, if you have somebody who's running at 70% or if you have like multiple people running at 70% capacity, there's a point where you don't need one of those people and you have to eliminate somebody and other people have to fill their capacity with some of the tasks from those other people. I know this one makes you super uncomfortable, Brian, no, but, you know what, though? but this part of running a business is there's people decisions that have to get made, especially when you staffed up with an anticipation of, you know, where everybody was at in, you know, April, May, where you're doing, you know, deals hand over fist and you staff up for it and then you don't need it. You got to figure out what do you what do you still truly need? What do you not need? You got to analyze like what is each person doing and is what they're doing moving the needle? Because some people are doing you know tasks that literally bring zero value to the company. It just allows them to collect a paycheck. Um, and you know you got to realize you're not in the business of just helping people collect paychecks. Yeah, and and the flip side of that coin is something that I've been talking with my team a lot about is how do we bring in X amount of dollars from other revenue sources. So we built out this awesome studio. Um, I, I talked with my team and I said, hey, look, I wanna make 100 grand this year from the studio. And what does that look like? I don't know yet, let's figure it out. Let's let's brainstorm, Let's let's there's our goal and let's get there. Um, and you know, how can we utilize those people and get them to do the tasks that do move the needle with um, events or courses or, or, or other things that aren't solely 
relying on the buying and selling of a single home from one of our agents. So how can we utilize that in a different way? So uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of flip. And so I, I think that is an, a, a dump it potential, but it's also a pump it potential. And we've definitely, at least when we looked at this last year, we invested heavily in virtual assistants to where um, you, know, you can get three or four or five people for the price of one in person, uh, or, or especially in California, it's probably like 20 to one, whatever it is. Um, and so virtual assistance is something we've looked at pumping it in the past and, and taking that workload off of people that need physical space, that need uh, insurance and taxes and all that stuff, and finding people that can do a great job that aren't here in San Diego. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, going to virtual staff, we call them our international team, um, going to the international side, I mean, some of the talent that we have is amazing. And the cool thing is what we would consider in our head to be, you know, pay is like, oh my gosh, that's, that seems so low. You just got to understand the, the cost of living here versus, I mean, we're in San Diego, the cost of living in San Diego just versus like Louisville, Kentucky versus, you know, now you go to Manila, like in the Philippines, the cost of living changes. There's a reason you know, jobs are higher, paying minimum wages higher in, you know, California than Georgia. Georgia is like the lowest minimum wage in the country. Like cost of living is substantially lower there. Um, you know, and, and with the wage that we're paying, you know, some of our international team, like they're making two, three times, you know, the, the average wage there. Um, and for them, they're loving life and they, they couldn't be more happy. And for us, they're keeping, you know, our P&L in check um, because if we didn't have as much virtual staff, I mean, it would have been a bloodbath this year. Yeah, it would have been rough. It was bad enough, but it would have been a bloodbath if it weren't for having, um, you know, some solid VA supporting us. Give me one other thing that we're looking to pump in uh, 2023. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is events. Just really focusing on our existing database, not so much on bringing new people in because all these lead providers they're struggling right now i mean they're struggling to provide the lead flow necessary to just satisfy you know whether you're buying leads from people or you're on a referral agreement a lot of these lead providers are struggling to provide the flow necessary to keep people happy and what i've seen is is we pay attention the quality of the leads going to shit with some of these companies because they're just trying to get the lead count that they, you know, whether they promised or um, told Expected. you to expect or whatever, they're trying to make sure they hit their lead count, and they're they're doing it by serving you up trash on a plate, and that's not healthy. So we're just we're trying to get away from depending on other lead providers and just going deeper with the leads we already have. And I know that's like sounds so cliche, but think about like think about if you have a lead provider. I mean, there's some lead providers right now. You're spending a thousand dollars a lead. What if you just, and you're buying like five grand a month to get five freaking leads, which is crazy. Like, what if you just took one grand a month and spent it on your existing database? Like, what could you do with that? So, a lot. <laughs> a yeah, lot. thousand dollars is a lot of freaking money. So I think if you, I would just challenge you to think about like, maybe you don't need to go spend money on more leads. You just need to go deeper with the leads you already have and maybe cut off some of those sources. You've, you've probably been paying some of these people for years and years. Like maybe you cut it off. You don't need more leads from them. Now just go back and go deeper with the ones you already have. Cool. Yeah, I think that was, uh, I think that was great. Cool. 
Yeah, I know going into PLs is not sexy, but it's one that we have to talk about. So I hope you got value out of the show today. If you did, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, let YouTube know if you have some questions, throw them in the comment section on there. And if you want more of the content, you can always hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell. And if you are listening on a, a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify or um, Pandora, iHeart, any of those, hook us up with a review. Those reviews go a really, really long way. And then just make sure to subscribe to the show. So uh, when we drop new episodes, you guys get notified of those new episodes. And before we wrap the show today, I want to share something with you we call our Whistle Widget of the Week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? So this has been something I've been looking at for a long, long time. I really love the idea of it. Um, and then it wasn't until I saw one of my friends uh, at BombBomb did a video promoting it. I'm like, fine, I'm done. I'm going to buy it. Um, and it's called the Storyteller Tactics um, card deck from this company called Pip Decks, P-I-P Decks. Um, and what's cool is it, it gives you, I think there's, I don't know, 50 or 60 cards there that literally tell you how to tell a more compelling story. Um, I've learned I'm very good with giving features of things, um, but learning how to sell those things or give the, the benefits or telling a story that makes people compelled and want to listen is something that I'm constantly working on. Um, and so I bought this thing. They're not cheap. I think they're like 150 bucks, um, something I've been looking at for a long time. But literally, I just already scrolled through a couple of them. I'm like I already know from just looking at them for a second, I can be so much more uh, impactful in how I write emails, how I talk on the podcast, how I do videos, how I do everything by just looking at some really quick things. Truth be told, I want to rip it off and, and do something similar, uh, but not about storytelling because they, they're better at it than I am. <laughs> um, but Storyteller Tactics from Pip Decks. I've looked through like three of them. I really like them. I love it. Uh, the one I'll share, this is the, the hottest trend on social right now. Uh, this is a, we've talked about AI apps for words, but if you want a fun AI app, this one's just have more fun. This is for sure a fun, uh, widget there, you probably have seen some of your friends posting all these like crazy images of themselves and, uh, space suits and barbarians and all this crazy stuff. Um, there's this app called Lensa, L E N S A. If you want to check out mine, just go on my Instagram. You can check out my Lensa mishap, but, uh, <laughs> it was great. I literally <laughs> saw that and I was like, I can't figure out what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my most engaged posts all year. Um, but Lensa it's a really cool app. You just take a bunch of, uh, selfies from your, um, from your photo app and you upload them and then it takes all the, the selfies of you and it like morphs you into all these crazy characters and different settings and it's trivia. I had some that had like my daughter in it and there's ones where I'm like in a spacesuit with like my baby and like holding her cradled in a spacesuit. Like it's freaking crazy technology. Uh, you do have to pay a few bucks for it. Like you can download the app for free and then it puts you like seven day trial. If you don't cancel, then they take a bunch of your money. So $300 play for it, play with it for a week, get a bunch of cool photos and then delete the app and unsubscribe from it. But Lensa L E N S A dot AI, just super fun. Especially if you're like around, um, you know, the holidays and you want to just play with your family, you just take a little photo shoot with your family members, spend like five bucks and get all kinds of crazy photos of them. Just something fun to do over the holidays. 
They do look really cool. Everyone I see, I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. So cool, guys. Well, hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle, EXP Realty here in San Diego. I'm Brian Kochi. We'll see you next week. Later.